and Amazon acquisition is disclosed. Bed Bath & Beyond spikes. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. Morgan Stanley increases their Bitcoin bet. Bill Ackman backs a Web3 venture, and Biden is expected to sign a cryptocurrency executive order. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound of the Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay, and guys, we are back. After a few weeks off the job, I'm back, and we are back to the daily briefing. I hope you enjoyed our last episode, this Sunday special with F.I. Squirrel. If you did, please share that to anyone you know, um, because at the end of the day, we want to get more people listening. We want to be helping more people learn about the investment space. But either way, I want to know, who do you want to see on the next Sunday special? So please let me know on Twitter, at me on Twitter, and let us know here at Running With The Money, who in the world you want to be the next guest for the Sunday special. But in the meantime, we got to get into the news. Now, I know there is a lot of news regarding Ukraine, and that is an extremely difficult task when it comes to keeping track of what in the world is going on with Ukraine in relation to the U.S. stock market. So this is what we are going to do. We are first going to cover all news that is sheerly individual name stock market news, and then we will bring in any ties that we need to or I feel necessary when it comes to Ukraine. In general, the conflict in Ukraine is terrible. Prayers to anyone and everyone involved within Ukraine. Hopefully, we see peace soon. No one wants to see this, but at the end of the day, we need to keep track of what in the world is going on within the U.S. stock market, and there is a ton of news to cover. So we are going to get right into that. Now, the first headline of the day that I want to cover here is Amazon disclosing an acquisition. Now, they did acquire a company. They bought Vico, which is a company that makes tools to help online businesses um, sell products on and off of Amazon, according to CNBC. Now, per reports, Amazon actually acquired Vico an e-commerce software company, uh, in November of last year. So not this year, but actually a few months ago in November, but they did not publicize this acquisition, nor did the company that got acquired, Vico. Now, Vico today did announce the deal in a company blog post, and one of their big-time investors, Octopus Ventures, actually did confirm this deal on Monday. After they announced it, we actually did get commentary out of Amazon on this acquisition. Amazon did confirm this, saying, quote, we're excited Vico has joined Amazon. We plan to continue investing in new features and improvements to help Vico serve sellers globally from its home in Wales, facilitate growth for sellers, multi-channel businesses, and enhance the experience of their customers. So Amazon seems to be excited about this acquisition of a smaller company. Now, we also have to talk about what in the world Amazon is really going to do with this acquisition. Well, according to reports out of CNBC on, quote, by acquiring Vico, Amazon could integrate more robust tools for sellers into its MCF program, potentially luring them away from other third-party logistics providers. So some very interesting stuff coming out of Amazon on the acquisition front, now disclosing an acquisition that actually occurred a few months ago. 
Now, shifting into this news out of Bed Bath & Beyond, we did see Bed Bath & Beyond spike today, but what in the world and why in the world was uh, Bed Bath & Beyond spiking? Well, Bed Bath & Beyond actually jumped this morning after the chairman or a chairman of GameStop, Ryan Cohen, revealed that he had a nearly 10% stake in the retailer um, through his investment company, RC Ventures. Now, why in the world, first off, is he taking a 10% stake in Beth & Beyond, um, which is going to make him a top five shareholder of the company um, on a stock basis, which has roughly a market value of $1.6 billion. Why in the world is he doing this? Well, Cohen, um, he also co-founded online pet retailer Chewy. He actually wrote a letter to the company's board or Bed Bath & Beyond's board, and he went on to say, quote, we believe Bed Bath needs to narrow its focus to fortify operations and maintain the right inventory mix to meet demand while simultaneously exploring strategic alternatives that include separating Bye Bye Baby in a full-scale sale of the company. So, he is pushing some big changes over at Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond did actually respond to this, saying that previously they had um, no communication. They really had no dealings with RC Ventures or Cohen whatsoever. Now, it is important to know what has been going on over at Bed Bath & Beyond itself as a company in previous years. So, you did see that there was a whole bunch of crap all the way back um, just about the end of 2019. Um, and what this all surrounded was activist um, and Bed Bath & Beyond. And at the end of the day, the company actually ended up um, adding four new members to their board. So they added quite a few members to their board. And then they brought on CEO Mark Tritton, who formerly was an executive at Target. So there has been, in recent years, a lot of big changes over at Bed Bath & Beyond. They've been losing market share, and a lot of investors obviously not liking this. And it seems that Game GameStop's chairman, Ryan Cohen, believes that he can somehow turn this company around if the company makes the changes he is recommending. So some very interesting stuff coming out of Bed Bath & Beyond. Definitely a name to take a look at. I know that is a big trader's name as well. A lot of people looking for big spikes in that stock, and it has previously been one of those names that has moved up significantly within a very short amount of time. Some parabolic action has definitely been experienced in Bed Bath & Beyond. But shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have Morgan Stanley upgrading U.S. Steel to equal weight from underweight, going on to say, quote, escalation of the Ukraine-Russia conflict has prompted a sharp increase in steel metallic prices, including scrap and pig iron. Directly or indirectly, we see higher raw material cost inflation for steel names under our coverage. We also had Wells Fargo reiterating Netflix as overweight. Wells Fargo went on to say, quote, the challenge on Netflix is anchoring net ad expectations. This deep dive into global connectivity and subscriber penetration suggests long-term net ads are more likely 20 million or better than 15 million or worse. If correct, the shares are floored based on the current EV to sub-multiple and EPS estimates will trend higher. So it seems Wells Fargo says, look, a lot of this volatility surrounding Netflix comes down to um, what investors are expecting when it comes to subscription ads. And it seems uh, they believe there has been a floor found when it comes to those expectations and that 
in the coming months, you could potentially see some upside out of Netflix. Who knows? It's definitely going to be a name to pay attention to. We also had Bank of America reiterating Apple as a buy, going on to say, quote, third-party data on smartphone share by price band shows that Apple's smartphone share over the years has increased meaningfully in $800 to $900, $900 to $1,000 and $1,000 plus brands. However, its share of the lower price brands has remained low. So Bank of America continuing to like Apple, highlighting that especially in those higher cost basis areas, Apple continues to dominate, but in those lower cost basis areas, um, their penetration remains low. Bank of America also reiterated Disney as a buy, going on to say, quote, after a two-year COVID-19 driven drag, theme parks came roaring back in the full year first quarter 2022, with operating income nearly reaching full year first quarter 20 levels. We are encouraged by multiple drivers. Number one, technology enhancements in theme park, such as virtual queues, pre-ordering food, touchless check-in at hotels, which Disney was able to implement as a result of the unprecedented park closures. We also had JP Morgan reiterating Amazon is a top pick today. Going on to say, quote, we estimate Amazon increased its share of U.S. e-commerce from 39.2% in 2020 to 41.6%, up 238 basis points in 2021. While Amazon's share of e-commerce could dip slightly in 2022, we note that the company has gained 600 basis points of share since the pandemic began. So it seems that J.P. Morgan is very bullish on Amazon, citing their expansion within U.S. e-commerce. Now, shifting into our final analyst call of the day, we definitely need to touch on Argus downgrading DraftKings to hold from buy. The firm went on to say, quote, DraftKings is facing fierce competition from MGM and Win, which are expanding their online sports betting operations. And that was pretty much all they said. So Argus here essentially making a call sheerly on competition. Uh, they believe that DraftKings won't be able to keep up with the competition that could affect the stock price, and therefore they do not believe that you should be buying it. They believe simply just hold on the name for now, and let's see what happens. Is, in essence, the vibe that they are putting off with this analyst call. Yes, I just used vibe on this podcast because... All the people are using it in 2022. Now, shifting into a very interesting headline out of Morgan Stanley in BlockWorks reporting. So we're going to take a look at this. Morgan Stanley increasing their bet on Bitcoin via GBTC, which is Grayscale's Bitcoin trust. Across 17 of their portfolios, according to SEC filings at the end of 2021. Now, taking a look at this reporting out of BlockWorks, the GBTC shares held by Morgan Stanley were valued at roughly $458 million when they did this analysis not all too long ago. And those positions across those 17 portfolios of Morgan Stanley's, um, the GBTC represented roughly 0.7% to 1.1% of net assets in the respective funds. So definitely still some low exposure, but we're talking about a lot of money here. So for example, Morgan Stanley's growth portfolio which was roughly $10.7 billion when last reported, held 4.3 million shares of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust at the end of 2021, which is the most of those 17 funds we are referencing. But if you take a look at just the end of September of 2021, they held only 3.6 million shares of GBTC within that particular fund. So they definitely increased big time the amount of GBTC just in that one fund alone that they were holding 
And across the 17 portfolios, they bought even more GBTC into the end of the year. So many are speculating maybe they know something when it comes to the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust possibly becoming an ETF. Who really knows what's going on there? That's all speculation. But per reporting, what we know is that Morgan Stanley, according to the latest filings, is increasing the amount of GBTC that they hold. Now, shifting into another interesting headline within the crypto space, we had Bill Ackman backing a Web3 venture. So, OP Ventures, they just closed on a $50 million funding round, named their top supporters. And one of those supporters was Bill Ackman. Now, other supporters included Solana co-founder Raj Gokul, Terra founder Do Kwan, Polygon co-founder Sandeep Nawal, and billionaire financier Alan Howard, and Asian gaming giant Anamikoa Brands. So, among all of those names are a lot of successful people within the Web3 space. Bill Ackman, a new name, uh, at least with when it comes to, in reference, the Web3 investment space and all that's going on in the crypto world. So that is something to note. But it is also important to take note of what Ackman has been doing. So according to Bloomberg last month, Pershing Square's Bill Ackman actually called on New York City officials to facilitate more crypto innovation within the state. So that was interesting. Now, a little background on OP Ventures. So they were founded last year, OP Crypto, and they plan to focus on cross-border investments between the United States and Asia. And they have invested into more than 10 Web3 projects, according to reports, which includes crypto gaming and um, also some other Web3 initiatives. So a lot of cool stuff coming out of OP Ventures. Definitely a deal to pay attention to. The firm is headed by David Gann, a former Morgan Stanley analyst and strategy director of Asian Crypto Exchange. Um, so a lot going on when it comes to Web3 with OP Ventures, just closing a $50 million funding round. And the big headline out of this funding round wasn't really the funding round itself, but the fact that Bill Ackman is a supporter, um, and it's something new for Ackman. He hasn't really, prior to a few of these things, publicly supported a lot of Web3 initiatives and funds. Now, shifting into our final headline of the day, which is President Joe Biden, according to reports and people familiar with the matter within the White House, were saying that he will be signing an executive order this week that will outline the U.S. government's cryptocurrency strategy. And once again, that's according to Bloomberg and people familiar with the matter within the administration and White House. Now, what in the world is going to be included within this executive order? Well, according to those people that are telling Bloomberg what's going on, um, the order will direct, quote, federal agencies to examine potential regulatory changes as well as the national security and economic impact of digital assets. And all of these agencies are going to have to report a few months later or later this year on those impacts of cryptocurrency. So you are going to want to be paying attention to this. If we do indeed get this this week, if these sources that Bloomberg is in contact with are correct, you're going to want to pay attention to what is within this executive order that President Joe Biden is expected to sign that is in relation to the cryptocurrency industry. Now, that is the headlines. That's the news for the day. And I thank you for listening. I'm glad and happy to be back. And I can't wait to continue once again with the running with the money briefing and show. In the meantime, 
Easily Profit train on and go give my boys over at Pounding the Table, my fellow team members, a listen because guess what? They're consistently turning out the best content in the FinTwit financial space all over the place. So definitely pay attention to Pounding the Table. Easily Profit trade on and I will see you tomorrow. (laughs) 